This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on The Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com are our websites. And coming up later, it's time for Clark Stinks on the air. You know, we have uh, Clark Stinks on Clark.com where you can post where you feel advice, guidance, or information I've given is misguided or wrong. And uh, people can read your posts. They can add to them. They can agree, disagree with you. Uh, Check out Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. And coming up later, you get to hear the on the show version of Clark Stinks. So recently, I shared a story with you about a deceptive practice by AT&T, where if you've been a customer of theirs and they owe you a refund, a partial refund for month service or something like that, that they give you these trashy um, debit card things There are stored value cards that are very difficult to use all the money on. And that is the intention of the design of these things. Instead of sending you a check is to try to keep some of your money through what's called breakage in the industry. So it's a really end thing to try to con you that it's better to get a refund or get money that's owed to you in a card. In the case of AT&T, they don't even give you a choice. They just send you the trashy card. So it really had my attention big time that several of the tax preparation services this year are trying to get you, if you're due a tax refund, to get it on some kind of stored value card. One of them even does... A retailer gift card is the way to get your refund. And they'll tell you all kinds of tall tales about why it's the greatest thing ever to get your refund on one of these cards. But I love a write-up from Lifehacker about all the ridiculous junk fees you get if you get your refund in the form of some kind of prepaid card or stored value card or whatever you call it and there's fee on top of fee on top of fee on these things and it is just terrible how you get ripped off Uh, one of them charges a seven dollar a month monthly fee is just an example and others charge you a per transaction fee every time you use them But the worst of all are the ones tied in with a retailer store. There's one even that tries to get you to get your refund on an Amazon gift card. Okay, so let's think about it. Could there be a worse idea than a tax refund going on any kind of spending card? You know, 
the best thing to do with the tax refund is to either A, pay down debt that you have, or B, put money in your own Roth IRA. Now, let's review. Neither of those are about spending. They are both about improving your financial outlook. But think about salt in the wounds twice with any of these pitches for you to get your tax refund on any kind of stored value card, gift card, prepaid card, any of those things. They're all about you spending, not saving. They're all about you being feed to death. And then they're about breakage, the money that never quite empties from the card that you end up forfeiting. And it's your money. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, John. Hey, Clark. How are you today? I am doing great, thank you. Awesome. I certainly appreciate you taking my taking my question. Certainly. Okay, here's my question. That's a tribal question, and I'm taking my family to Anchorage, Alaska. Well, in Alaska, and we're going to travel around there uh, this summer. And I'm pretty well locked in on my time, unfortunately unfortunately, because of where I work. And we're locked in in the middle of July. No, you didn't well, just I, say that, did you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, it's, okay, it, so it you can't pick. I need to tell you, you cannot pick a more expensive time to go to Alaska each year than the middle of July. Your employer is not very nice to you. No, they're not. They are not. I'm in manufacturing, and we shut down... Uh-oh. In the summer for a week, and I get that's the time I have to go, and I'm like, "Hey, gun!" So, but what my what my concern is, I guess, is the flight. Right. No, actually, you should be concerned about more than the flight because um, before you book those flights, make sure you can get a rental car for the travel dates you have, a rental vehicle, whatever is going to rent, and that it's a price point that you're not going to keel over when you hear how much it costs. Okay, I'll do that. We're actually, what we're going to think about doing is what I've been looking at is researching an RV, renting okay. an RV for about eight days. And I've looked at the dates, and they're available for an RV, and that's kind of what we were wanting to do. That way we're not locked into one specific location, and we can travel around a little bit. That, that's actually a very smart idea. It gets you closer to nature. In a That's lot right. of places, you'll go in Alaska. You know, your trip um, will be in south-central Alaska is right. where you'll be going, where the road network is. And it's funny, if you look at a map where you're able to drive, is this tiny speck of all of Alaska, but it's long distances. You really get a sense how yeah. gigantic Alaska is. And I've done the road trip in Alaska four times. So I've had quite a bit of experience doing that. And if it's still available as you plan your trip, see if there's still a publication called Milepost, the Alaska Milepost. Mile okay. Um, I don't that. know if that's still uh, something that's updated every year, but it used to be the best guide there was for somebody going on a road trip in Alaska because you got to make sure that you're fueled up when you need to be because there can be areas where there's not fuel available. Yep, the Milepost, there's a website, milepost.com. Okay. I'll, I'll find that for sure. And Yeah, I was, I was wondering, though, should I go ahead and just, if I can find a decent flight, just go ahead and get it booked, because 
I was hoping to find something under six hundred dollars, and everything I found is around seven eight hundred dollars per ticket. Yeah, it would make sense to sit on that for a while. Set up a fare alert out of your home market and out of Seattle. Okay. Many times going to Alaska, it'll be cheaper to buy one ticket from where you live to Seattle and a separate ticket from Seattle to Anchorage. Yep. I've actually thought about doing that too and I've looked at that both ways and um, yeah, that that could work out that way. That might give us a little rest time in Seattle at the same time. Well, Seattle by itself is a great tourist destination. So you can even look at it, that gets you like a bonus add-on to your trip. That's right. So I may, I may definitely do that and add another night in Seattle. So um, did, I, did I say you should set up fare alerts on Google and Kayak, google.com slash flights and Kayak? You didn't mention names, but yes, that's what I'll do. That's, okay. Those are the ones that I use most of the time. Great. I listen to you all the time. <laughs> that's the one that's just so easy to pull up. Right. So um, it's just the time you're going is like climbing a mountain. Yeah, trying okay. to find a deal in mid-July. But yeah. hopefully with the amount of air service from the lower 48 to Alaska, you'll be able to find that deal. Okay. Well, that's what I'll do. So you're thinking it's probably the better wait a little bit longer and just see if the deal pops up. Exactly. Okay. That's what I'll do then. And I'm going to go ahead and book my RV, though, just so it don't get booked up because those are limited. Right. And – uh that's what I'll do. And make sure awesome. it's refundable up to a certain date. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. And I'll have a great, great time. It is a it is a wonderful trip. How old are your kids? Well, I'm taking my son. He's an adult. He's 24. Oh, good. It's probably the last chance he'll get to go with us because his jobs and stuff will allow him to do that. And then I'm taking my granddaughter. She's six. And uh, so we're going to take her with us. So we have... And be my wife going also. So well, you're a 24 year old, and you and your wife will really enjoy yourselves. The six year old granddaughter may get a little bored some of the trip <laughs> because there's a, a lot of time that you're seeing uh, beauty and nature, and unless you have an unusual six year old, they're not as excited by that. But hopefully, all of you will have a great, great time. Jordan's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Clark. Thank you for having me. Certainly, Jordan. How can I serve you? Well, I have a complicated situation coming up that is a good problem to have, and it's making it a challenge to figure out what I need to do to make the best financial advice. I have a a job opportunity to relocate my family to Africa for three years. Wow. And... Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we have more unanswered questions than we do answered questions, but that's really what makes it an adventure. But the question I have for you today is what to do about the equity from my home. You know, we've, we've always we've moved a couple of times with work and you sell one house and you buy another one and you roll all that equity in. And uh, with this one, we're going to be selling our home because we don't necessarily know that we're going to move back to the same city. But uh, we're, we're just going to need to sit on that equity for a couple of years. And so what I don't know is what the best thing is to do with that for the, the three years that I've gone. Now You can't invest three in three years. Three years is too okay. short a window to look at investing choices. 
I mean, you okay. basically are in Dullesville with a three-year window. <laughs> it's uh, mm-hmm. savings and CDs is all that is practical to do because in a three-year window, there's just way too much risk with any investment portfolio that you could end up with substantially less money than you started with at the time you got the proceeds from selling your home. Okay. Are, is there any like tax concerns that I would need to worry about, or is that kind of a separate piece? With, so you when you sell, how long have forward. you lived in the property? It'll be probably be right around two years, if not just, well, it'll be right at it. It could be just over or just under. Got to be just over. Make sure you okay. don't do the closing till after it's two full years, because then you have an exemption from capital gains if you've had a gain on the sale of the home. Mm-hmm. That is quarter million for an individual, five hundred thousand for a married couple. Okay, but it, yeah, and I think on that one, we, we've only owned the house for two years, and so I don't know that it's had that much of an opportunity to appreciate much. So there may not be any capital gains. Okay, but that's good to know. Yeah, so the the money is not going to be subject to any tax. The earnings you have on savings or CDs will be subject to tax. If you're a really high income earner, are you going to be subject to U.S. Income tax, the three years you're in Africa? The company is, they, they do a great thing where they equalize it and they figure out what tax I would be liable for here, and that's all I'll ever be on the hook for. Okay. So you can just have the money in savings, and is, will you be paid in dollars or will you be paid in local currency? I'll be paid in U.S. dollars. Okay. And, and I, the other thing is, and maybe this is a factor on that, one, I'm going to have to go into a small amount of debt before I move over there because, and I say small, like maybe $20,000 of things that I'll need to bring that I won't be able to buy or transport over there once I'm there because it's a pretty remote area. You can't get packages shipped and you can't buy a lot of normal goods. Wow. Um, but the other thing is I won't have many expenses while I'm over there. And so the opportunity to save is going to be significant. I, the, my only expenses will be food, entertainment, and travel. Right. I'm going to suggest years. strongly that if you don't have one, that you open an account at Charles Schwab, mm-hmm. because Charles Schwab is so flexible in that you can have a, a, a Visa card with your account, that you pay no foreign transaction fees. If you ever need to use, you know, when you uh, travel who knows where, you're able to get money in local currency, fee-free, mm-hmm. they cover ATM charges for you. They have the equivalent, they have checking accounts, and they have an equivalent of a cash management account. It is a dream for people who are expats for a period usually of one to five years to have mm-hmm. a relationship with Charles Schwab. Okay. And this is really an exciting adventure you're about to go on. Have you ever lived overseas? No, I had the opportunity to visit uh, th- this country uh, back in 2012. So I- I've I've been there, but only for a week, which I'm sure is nothing like living there for three years with bringing my young kids there and whatnot. Wow, this is really something. So have a great, great experience, and I hope it works out perfectly for you. It's time for Clark.com slash ask. That's where you post a question for me. And we answer it multiple ways. One is producer Joel answers your question for you. 
Yeah, Clark, Rick wrote I'm in. sorry to say answers your question for you, but you could probably do that too. No, unlikely. We'll, we'll let you handle that. But Rick had a, had a comment and he says, thanks for recommending Visible in your cell phone guide on Clark.com. I switched from AT&T for a single line. I was paying $67 a month and then I dropped to 40 bucks a month. But wait, Visible started their party feature, which lets you reduce your bill to $25 if you join up with three other Visible users. I didn't know anyone else using Visible, though, but then I found a, a subreddit link where strangers can connect together to join a Visible party. Now I'm only paying 25 bucks a month, no pro rating. I thought I'd pass this tip along. That is fantastic on that subreddit because the neat thing with Visible, which is Verizon's discount label, is that you're not responsible for the bills of the other three people you party up with. So everybody pays 25 a month individually billed as long as the four of you stay together on visible cell phone service. Unlimited data, talk and text, 25 a month. All right, Clark. And Joseph says, you've mentioned using a Chromebook for a safe way to manage and access your money. Uh, but did you know that you can turn an existing laptop you may have laying around into a Chromebook for free? There's a site called Neverware.com, and it can show you how to turn your old laptop or computer that you don't use anymore into a Chromebook, reducing e-waste, and it's just an all-around good way to go. Thank you for mentioning it. We have a briefing on how to do this at Clark.com. Glad it's working for you. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. And I need to issue an apology to you if you are a listener of our podcast. Uh, Recently, there was what's called a programmatic ad, which is one that was fed into our podcast by a computer that was an ad for um, adult purposes. And it was not an ad that we knew was coming in any way. And we think we put a procedure in for the people that uh, we upset with this. We think we have a procedure in place where that will not be repeated. But, you know, with the internet, you should never say never, but we think we've got that fixed. Uh, This is a segment of the Clark Howard Show where you get to hear where I haven't done the job serving you that you expect of me. It's called Clark Stinks. And you have the ability to go on Clark.com slash Clark Stinks when you've heard something from me or you've seen me in one of my TV segments where you feel like I have not done my job right. Bad information, bad advice. You just don't like the way I presented it. And you post that. Other people can comment, agree, disagree with you. Just read what you have to say. And then weekly... Our producer, Krista, shares posts for you, with you, from Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Okay, Clark. I don't want to sound like Chris Harrison from The Bachelor and say this is going to be the most dramatic rose ceremony ever. I don't know who that is or what that reference means from popular culture. But this might be the most popular Clark Stinks ever. Really? Uh, Something you talked about um, got so many responses. I just cannot remember anything that got this many responses. 
Wow. And it was when you were talking about your refund gift card, the Visa gift card that you got and 72 cents were left on it. So I'm going to read you two Clark stinks about that. Clark, you let your 72 cents expire. How could you? When you have a piece of trash, fake Visa or MasterCard with a low balance, go to Amazon and click reload your balance under the gift card page. Enter the exact amount remaining on your card and charge it to the card you want to empty. You now have transferred funds to your Amazon account. Next time you buy something from Amazon, use this balance. With this strategy, you will never lose any money left on your piece of trash cards, Nathaniel. And so many people said what Nathaniel said. And then this one, Hey, Nathaniel, thank you and everyone else for that suggestion. Clark, instead of getting orange cheese stained fingers from buying a bag of cheesy puffs to use that little bit of money left on the no good debit card, how about this? I use the remaining balance to give to charities. For example, let's say I normally give $50 to a small charity each year. This year they will get $50, then another $1.29 to use up the balance on that no good card. The added benefit is that you won't have to walk some extra steps to burn off that junk food you really didn't need, Jeff. Yeah, and Jeff, that was 180 extra calories I consume. So I think you're right on that. And I appreciate those suggestions very much. Clark, I appreciate all you do, but I'm worried that sometimes reliance on Google Flights stinks like an airplane after an overnight flight. We're booking tickets from Phoenix to Cusco, Peru. I said Cusco, Peru. Cusco. Cusco, Peru. Uh, We found great flights on Google Flights, except that on closer inspection, one has a 33-minute layover in Houston and the other a 40-minute layover in Dallas. You'd still be getting off the airplane when they closed the doors for the international flight. Sure, they were the cheapest, but completely undoable from a practical standpoint. Otherwise, you rock, Laura. Laura, thank you. You know, I need to talk about minimum connecting times because Google only shows ones that are what are referred to as legal connections. So that means, since you said Houston and Dallas, you were talking about United and American. And so they both were allowing these ultra, ultra short connect times. And I don't ever do that when I'm flying somewhere because you got too much chance you're going to be left stranded in that connecting city. Although, I mean, you got Whataburger in both Dallas and Houston, so that would be okay. Uh, There are many ways and places that I save money, but an eye exam is not one of them. I had been going to an optometrist who failed to test me for narrow angle glaucoma. Had I not gone for a cataract consult, the disease would not have been diagnosed and there is a high probability that I could have gone blind. The cost and problems with going blind cannot compare to what I might have saved on the eye exam. Yes, I get my glasses at Costco. Wendy. Wendy, thank goodness. What a very, very lucky break that the second ophthalmologist found it. Because Wendy said the first person was an ophthalmologist Mm -hmm. also. So an ophthalmologist is a medical doctor who specializes in the eye. And doctors of any level of training can miss something. And that's the highest level of training for an eye doctor and the first one you went to did miss that. And I think they were talking about how you talking about eye exams online with the app. Right, right. And also, uh, we had another thing recently with uh, what eye exams cost at different chains. Mm-hmm. And so not everything is about price. I acknowledge that. I am normally a huge Clark fan and quote you all the time. Last night, a man called and asked for advice about the exorbitant cost of insuring a teen driver. 
One of your suggestions was to get the teen a small motorcycle or scooter. I was screaming no at the radio. This is the worst advice you have ever given. In the last 10 years, motorcycle accidents have killed my brother, killed a friend, oh, no. caused lifelong brain damage to a friend, and removed the foot of another friend. <gasps> All four of them would have walked away from the crashes if they had been in a car. Motorcycles are death traps. What the heck were you thinking, Derek? Derek, first, my heart goes out to you. I mean, that is such a bad run of luck that you laid out. I... I don't even know what to say to you. I am so, so sorry. As for the danger of riding on a motorcycle versus miles traveled, depending on how you measure a motorcycle traveling one mile is easily a hundred times more dangerous than a traditional car, van, SUV, whatever. And your point is very well taken. I love the advice and always consider Clark and his staff's very informed opinions. With that said, more attention should be paid to some of the silent but very high long-term costs of always going for the cheapest option. This seems to be a theme of today's Clark Stinks. American and small-owned businesses, workers, and the environment all suffer when we just focus on cheap ginger. Ginger, I hear you and... I acknowledge, again, not everything is about price. I know sometimes you hear me so hammer, oh, this is a deal, that's a deal, you got your best deal over here, you got best deal over there. It is true, it is part of who I am, and I do miss the larger story sometimes on that. Clark, you said that mortgage interest rates went down because of the coronavirus. How does an epidemic lower mortgage rates? Interest started going down some time before the virus, coronavirus started. In fact, I accepted 3.875% down from my 4.99% about a month before the coronavirus made the news. I don't understand your logic, Andy. Andy, uh, it's great that you're dropping your mortgage rate by, uh, gosh, 1.125% right in there. That's excellent. It's going to help you so much. So interest rates were already trending down, and it's because there are signs of there were already signs of slowing in our economy and economies overseas. Coronavirus just piled on that, and that's why rates have been going down for some mortgages into the twos, and especially those for 15-year refis. So it is one weakness piling on another weakness that has driven down these interest rates and you have benefited from the first phase of the slowing. Others are, if they're refinancing, are benefiting even more. So I don't think Clark stinks, but you missed a great money-saving trick for Valentine's Day. My husband and I go to the grocery store together and go to the greeting card section. We search and find the perfect card for each other. Then we exchange our cards and after reading them, we stick them back on the shelf. Eight saved. This works for birthdays and anniversaries, too. <laughs> Love your advice, Clark. Kathy. Kathy, I need to direct you back to who was it who posted a minute ago about how I spend way too much time talking about Ginger, being I believe. So Ginger is really unhappy with you, Kathy, but I like yes. your idea. <laughs> a woman called in because she had a good heart and was concerned that she was giving too much money to people who were asking her for financial favors. Your advice was 
to only accept those requests one time only. I think a better response would have been once only plus no more than X dollars. If someone was asking for $1,500 and she said, I'm sorry, but I can only give you $200. If they truly needed the money, they would be grateful and she would not be out for more than $200. But if they're pushing her for a higher amount, then they are clearly taking advantage of her and she puts herself at greater risk. I learned this the hard way. Thank you for all you do, Heather. Heather, that is a wonderful amendment to the suggestion I gave, and it makes it a much better set of advice than what I did. Thank you for that. And I'm sorry that you were taken advantage of by loved ones. The Ring two-door cam was mentioned on one of the Clark's deals. The deal failed to mention that a cloud subscription is needed to have a usable product that comes with additional cost. And also the Ring has security issues. Employees have been caught snooping on customers' videos and also their information is being sent to Facebook without their knowledge. It would be prudent for Clark to do a holistic investigation of a product before pushing it on his subscribers, Hamid. Hamid, thank you for that post. And this is an ongoing issue with all the various electronics we invite into our home, whether or not they are in fact spying on us and who is looking at it you know we've had the problems with the various smart speakers in the homes where humans are listening in even when we're not inquiring from them it is normal with security cameras uh, uh, security doorbells and many camera providers that there's ongoing subscription fees and i guess we should stress what those fees are in our posts on those devices that's a good suggestion Clark constantly mentions little tidbits about his brother's lifestyle. Clark has said he should do a podcast about his brother. Listeners can call in and ask questions. Let's go already. I think a lot of us are waiting and wanting more. Signed, Wanderlust. Wanderlust, I have asked my brother Gary if he would do a podcast, and he hasn't had interest yet. He enjoys being uh, footloose and fancy-free so much, which is funny because... He's constantly posting on Facebook. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to Gary. You want to talk to yes. him? Because he blew me off when I <laughs> asked him about doing brother. a podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> your little got, brother. You've got a lot more street cred with my brother than I do. So they are off the road for now. They spent four years traveling the world and going wherever the deals were. And they went to multiple continents having a great time. And they essentially eventually exhausted themselves and now they've planted roots on the east coast of Florida, and they're also spending time in Utah, and I don't know, I've not heard a single trip that they have booked to go somewhere else around the globe right now. Appreciate all your posts. If you feel I've missed the mark, please go to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, John. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, John. So you got a pitch uh, from your local government you want to run by me, right? Well, it's not the local government. It's the public utility, our gas company, Southern oh. California Gas. Okay. They keep sending out a request, uh, and it's not mandatory or anything. It's an offer to uh, provide uh, exterior water service line coverage. It's like $4 a month or something like, I guess, 250 for the first year, and then it goes up to $5 a month. 
but they claim that if there's a, a water break or water leak from between your house to the to where it hooks up to the sewer uh, or the supply, that they will fix it if you purchase this insurance. And I'm just wondering if you've heard about anything oh, yeah. like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're pitched all different ways. The reason I said local government is a lot of times when people call me about this, it'll be a solicitation from a local government that supplies your water, and they get a commission every time they get somebody to sign up for one of these things. Got you. And so Got this you. is a highly, highly profitable thing for the companies that peddle the waterline protection plans. So you think about $60 a year times as many households as they get to pay for the waterline protection, and they'll tell you this can be horrific, and it's potentially ugly if, in fact, you have a waterline leak. You have to fix it, and depending on your jurisdiction, you might have to pay for the water. But the possibility that this will happen is one of those things that's very, very remote. I see. Uh, let me add one thing, if if you if I could. Of course. Uh, my wife and I purchased this home um, two and a half years ago now, and it was uh, built in 1929. So it's a it's an old house, and uh, the first thing we had to do when we moved in was uh, repair the uh, entire plumbing system under the house. Uh, it was uh, deteriorated, and uh, we did that. So I'm just wondering, in, in a case like this, if this would be something that might make sense. So the plumber who replaced the water system for you would know well, also... Replace the plumbing under, right. underneath the house. Right. right. That plumber would also be very aware of what the water service line looked like that mm -hmm. brought water into your home mm -hmm. and would be best able to advise you if in your situation it would be a great idea to buy this, even though it is something that normally I wouldn't recommend, or if they found that your water service line looked like a really well-built one, that you can just ignore this offer of the $60 a year coverage. I see. Because okay, well. you and I are not experts in plumbing, but you had one who had a lot of time at your house. <laughs> yes, they. Yeah, they they spent a lot of time underneath the house uh, doing it all. Now they didn't say anything to me, so and uh, unfortunately, I didn't know enough to ask back. Well, uh, but this back, is uh, is kind of a UFO thing coming into your mailbox, so right. That's why I would ask them. You know, they they had a good customer on your part, and they'd be able to advise you based on what they know from what they did at your home. This is the Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.